This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, guys. This one might sound a little weird, uh, but... We released this, came back, had a couple of second thoughts, I think would be the best way to put it, uh, but wanted to get back into it uh, right soon after. So Chris, uh, how are you? I'm great, Rob. Uh, another long day of dealing with a child with the flu in my house, but other than that, very good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So you want to kind of uh, help uh, walk us through why this... Uh, weekly recap might sound a little different than your uh, average weekly uh, discussion that you and I have. Sure. So you and I uh, released our pod. We filmed filmed our podcast. We recorded our podcast and actually filmed it too for the first time. Too. Yeah, we did film it for the first time last night, and we're both extremely excited, a little overzealous. You excited for me as I was your partner? Very excited for you. I still am, by the way. Yeah, and then I was extremely excited to talk about uh, some of the accomplishments in the past week that we had as an organization and. Uh, having sold two green monster signs and probably shared a little too much information in regards to who those brands are. So looking back, you and I decided to take it down and re-record the first five to ten minutes of this podcast, which will re-release tonight. Um, and the continuation will be, I wouldn't call it seamless because it's probably going to sound <laughs> a little bit weird. But uh, as well, seamless as two idiots can make it. When we say goodnight at the end of this new intro, uh, the rest of the podcast will remain the same. But uh, yeah, so I think in terms of talking about what we originally released, uh, really great news for the organization at Fenway this past week. Uh, two green monster signs off the board with, I think if we we're going to talk about uh, anything, it would be the amount of teamwork and effort that went into this from the top down from a sales associate finding one of the leads to help us hope, get right? to Yep, Hope, who's now at MSG. So Hope, here's your shout out. I forgot that last night anyway, so this is a good mea culpa. Hope, I got um, your back, Hope. I got your yeah. back. It's the number one reason I'm re-recording this is because I think Hope... <laughs> the, the only reason we're recording this is because we didn't shout out Hope. Because I think Hope was coming for me if I didn't fix that. So <laughs> Hope's been a... Uh, a loyal listener for a long time. She has been, and uh, she's continued clearly listening while she's at MSG, even after she's left. So I, I definitely owe her that. And this one, one half of those deals is definitely not possible without her. And then also from the the the, the folks at Fenway, from Fernanda, who was a colleague of mine at DraftKings, who helped create one of the platforms that got the brand interested coming on board. And then uh, Steve Kelly, who was instrumental in helping navigate internal decisions and, and factors that we put into the partnerships. And then also Ben, who is also one of our sales associates who helped make the deck changes and another get things timely. Listener. Yep. Another little listener. And then our creative services team, uh, making an amazing looking deck that wowed the people and 
they, as they left the the partnership uh, initial proposal, were like, "This was amazing. You guys put so much time and effort in." So, all in all, like, probably this sound this is probably even going to sound better than when we originally released. Uh, it was it was great that so many people were involved in this to make this happen. And from a personal standpoint, still extremely proud to be able to say I was part of putting two more logos on the green monster uh, moving forward. And I think I kind of mentioned last night, if you had told 13 year old Chris that the big Yankee fan that I am and was back then uh, that I'd be helping the Boston Red Sox and put green monster signs not up in the, uh, wasn't in the cards, a 13 year old uh, Chris Valente. Don, Don Manley being my hero was not probably ever in the foresight, but now I am clearly all in and uh, traded in my pinstripes a while ago for some Red Sox championships and duck boats and, couldn't have been literally I can't say this enough couldn't be more proud to have this organization behind me to help get this done because as you and I have talked about there's not too many locations or things you can sell in sports that have the cachet or the history behind the green monster so all in all a very productive great week huge team effort to get this across the finish line from multiple people uh can't thank them all enough but uh this was probably going to sound much better than what we released last night i hope so. and and also just probably best not to get the cat out of the bag before those brands were able to do their own announcements so um this is why we're re-recording these first five to ten minutes and yeah so here we are well i'm uh no matter what i does one of the things that i think that you brought up that's a good point is you know there's a heck of a lot of people that make these things happen there's people that do the decks and there's the uh service people who end up doing this thing and um there's a lot of people that go into not just you know the the sales guy it's a a whole team that goes behind it but uh still heck of an accomplishment uh extremely proud of everything that you guys are uh are are doing and uh job well done still yeah no job well done to everybody to your point like these things don't happen by just the salesperson at all you i mean sometimes they get too much of the credit and too much of the blame it's like being the quarterback right but all this comes to fruition because of everybody else willing to pitch in and make things happen and, and react. So uh, all a great win for Fenway, great win for everybody involved. Everybody apologize for this next transition because it's going to sound really weird, whatever you hear when this ends. But uh, Rob and I will be back at it next week, hopefully not having to edit our podcast. So, and you just and, had a uh, good interview though, right? I did. I finished up the interview uh, during my lunch break uh, this afternoon with Mark Gress Jr. of Prodigy Sports, who I honestly think will be so helpful for people to hear what he has to say because he is every day talking to folks who want to work in this business, whether it be at entry level or vice president or SVP roles. He provided a ton of guidance, so that'll come out Tuesday, and I, I think people will find it very, very helpful. Well, can't wait to hear it. And uh, was it weird doing it with uh, doing the interview with someone you weren't best friends with and wasn't the best man in your wedding? Uh, very different, obviously. Yeah, I can uh, imagine. I, it know, was, uh, I know the fact. <laughs> he made it very easy for me. That's I will good. say that he was very conversational and willing to um, just kind of have a have a talk rather than be like an interview. So uh, it was pretty. He made it very easy for me for my second one. I wasn't diving into somebody who was going to be make it be like you're not really a good interviewer so i thank you mark for that um so but uh yeah no i i'm uh i'm excited for that to come out but uh definitely again our our apologies for this weird transition to begin but it's probably even going to sound better than it probably did than we originally recorded it so 
Hats off to everybody at Fenway. You get to see who the brands are on opening day. That means you have to come to the ballpark. Again, everybody, enjoy the rest of this podcast. Have a great night. See you. Bye. So that was a very, uh, so far, an interesting uh, four, four or five days in the office. Very positive, very good. But you know what, as they say, on to the next one. So that one was great, but now we got to sell some more stuff. That's right. I always think, you know, we uh, salespeople, we need to, like, stay as level-headed as you can because we've also talked that there was some really, like, you had a deal done, totally fell apart, right? Career-changing and, deal. Yeah, career-changing deal. Naming rights career- deal. Done. A naming rights deal, not to Fenway, but a naming no. rights deal to another place falls apart after being agreed upon. And it's like you can sales is such a roller coaster, up and down, up and down. And I excuse me, I always thought the best people, if they could just stay as you know, level headed as they can, never get too high, never get too low, you'll be all right because you're not gonna go nuts so. Yeah, no, I mean, and this, we've talked about core partnerships and sometimes how long it takes for these things to happen and how much work you put in and sometimes nothing happens and most of the time nothing happens. So when something like this does, you still got to sit back and be like, this is awesome. But to your point, next year could be very different. So you can't be too cocky. You got to keep still doing what you were doing. Especially when you have two kids and have to pay for college. (laughs) So like, (laughs) great, green monster signs are great, but the kids are one and three years old. They don't happen every day, but uh, I do, like you said, on the right side of the Green Monster, I have sold that whole part of it. So opening day this year when the I take Valenti a picture of it. The Monster like, is to the right side. Yep, that's I, I, the right. I'm going to sleep in there uh, if I need to. I, I'm going to take some real estate out, but it's pretty cool. Like, like I said, though, if you told 13-year-old Chris he'd be selling Green Monster signs for the Boston Red Sox, helping them try and win championships, they'd be like, you're full of shit. There's no chance I'm ever going <laughs> to do that. Riding, riding duck boats down the... Riding duck boats, whatever. World Series rings from the Red Sox, it's just... None of it makes sense to 13-year-old Chris, but 37-year-old Chris is pretty happy today. Well, congratulations. That's uh, Thank you, buddy. That's Thank awesome. you. That's awesome. Um, speaking of awesome, we also had a, uh, had a great conversation with one of the, probably the most acclaimed interview. No, Lil Kino is more acclaimed, but uh, Zach Leontis, SVP of Strategic Initiatives and General Manager of uh, the Monumental Sports Network joined us on the podcast. Yeah, we got a nice little uh, retweet from Monumental. Thanks for thanks great. to them. And same That's thing great. With Zach too. Uh, he's awesome. He was great. Um, he was. Uh, he's unbelievably smart. Right, the Sports Business Journal, forty under forty. And when I was starting to do my research about Monumental, I was looking at you know I, I kind of understood that yep they own the Capitals, yep they own the Wizards, kind of knew they own the Mystics. But then you start going into a million different things, and they own freaking Washington D.C. Uh, you know, esports teams, and they're so involved in sports betting. They own Capital One Arena. We had a good conversation uh, as we we're starting to build Polar Park in Worcester um, about development around the ballpark and around the arena, how it's different. And um, you know, we dove deep into sports betting and where he thinks they're going to have like a sports book. Yeah. In the Capital One Arena, they're uh, they are what you'd call entrepreneurial as an organization. I probably, yeah. probably gets it from his father, his dad. And his father <laughs> what invented AOL. Yeah, he's like in, in part of the initial team of AOL, where they obviously entrepreneurial spirit. Like this is what we're going to do. So they've been very much in the news in terms of their next steps with sports betting. How they're definitely pushing the envelope uh, in terms of what they're planning on doing. So 
kudos to him. I mean, 40 under 40 for Sports Business Journal. That's what everyone – I mean, we, you and I have a couple years left to try and get it. So I just want to sell a couple oh, more Green sell, Monster signs. you keep selling Green Monster signs. You're going to get it. I'm just a uh, idiot selling, you know – but I think we're going to get it for we're going to get it for front office features, not mm-hmm. for what we sell. We're going to get it for front office. That's features. right. That's a that's a much better um, that's a much better plan. We'll, that's we'll what we're going to get it for features. front office features. Yeah. By the way, um, once San Diego State started uh, sponsoring us, look at their basketball team. Unreal. Unbelievable. Are they I number think two? It are they number two? Are they number two or number? Ar- I think it all revolves around our sponsorship. I I don't see why we wouldn't take that. It's the only for correlation I can make. I mean. When you when you associate your brand with other top brands, you just lift yourself up. It's the rising tide. So like <laughs> rising tide, San Diego uh, State put their logo next to front office features logo, and now all of a sudden everybody wants to go there and play basketball. So <laughs> sorry, Duke, should have should have sponsored. Sorry, sorry Duke, you, you're you're going out. By the way, uh, Duke, if you want to call us, we, we can uh, we can fit you in. We can work something out. That's um yeah. So the conversation with Zach was was uh, was excellent. I just thought. That they were so forward-thinking, not only on sports betting, they're all in on esports. Um, they also have their G League team. Um, they've got like everything. They own a bunch of different arenas. It's like they can just. And he calls them platforms, right? They have platforms that do different things, and uh, you know, no nights off basically in those different places. Um, very philanthropic. Uh, so if you haven't listened to the Zach Leonsis, um podcast, uh, do it because it's. Very informative. So, do you want me to put you on blast for your technical difficulty number two? <laughs> oh, don't! I was hiding it. I was. I was literally hiding. It. I was hiding it. So no, we have to own our mistakes. As much as our celebrations, we have to own our mistakes. I was hiding it. So the whole, uh, I did the whole thing like it was regular. So it was a, uh, it was delayed a day. Um, so yep. on Friday night, I do the podcast. And uh, I recorded with Zach, and he was great. Same thing. I uh, hit end on my way uh, onto my festivities, which were, again, then interesting later on. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was a precursor, I we'll think. We'll get to right that. Friday night. Uh, then I was, I didn't even think about it, right? Podcast is done. Zach was great. On the next thing. Uh, so I go on Monday night, which I normally do. And on Monday night, I sit in my basement, and I record the intro, and then I put the interview together and put in GarageBand and send it to podcast land. When I started listening to the podcast, it only recorded his audio and not my audio. So I I got the text from you. You did. You did. (laughs) I think it had a big F word on it. It did. It did. uh, so, uh, I try to send the podcast to the inner, to the guests before we make it live. Yeah. And I said, I am incredibly embarrassed, but I screwed up the recording somehow and it only recorded your audio, not mine. But I spent all of Monday night trying to put in my questions in the blank spaces and then kind of cutting it around. So it would be like, all right, here's us talking about sports betting. I know you told me you were going to try that. I was like, uh, you could try it. I don't know how that's going to sound. It sounded awful. Oh, of course it did. I sent it to him, and uh, he was like, no, this doesn't sound good. <laughs> and I was like, man, I don't want to take your time. You're the senior vice president of Monumental Sports. I've, I'm embarrassed. I'm like, I, I, don't, I can't imagine you doing this again. 
And he suggested, Zach suggested, hey, let's do it at lunch tomorrow. Uh, call me at 12.15. So I recorded it again at 12.15 from my office at McCoy Stadium. Um, I, you know, recorded a hundred different ways, and that is why it was a day late because when recording, I only got his audio, not my audio. But he was the one that wanted to do it. He should say, "Go pound sand, you idiot!" Yeah, uh, but no, thank you, awesome. Zach. He was awesome. Thank you, Zach. He was great. Zach's Zach's my guy. Hell of a name, by the way. Hell of a name. Yeah, name of your son who's got the flu. He does have the flu, so that that got diagnosed today. Uh, we've had, I feel like you and I have had children issues for the past couple days on top of, this is where life brings you right back to like level, right? Oh yeah, your green monster signed you, your son has the flu or you're on a guy's weekend and that gets cut short because. Yeah, so it's a, so personally I have a guy's weekend and it's me and I have three best friends from high school. Okay. We've been friends since like sixth or seventh grade the night. So one of my friends, uh, his name's Jason Alfred and he's, uh, uh, we all call him Alfie, right? So Alf. Uh, and I sat next to each other on the bus going to middle school. Nice. And Alf was the one, he goes, I'll never forget it. He goes, I sit next to him every single day on the bus. And he goes, hey, did you watch Yo! MTV Raps last night? <laughs> so, And the answer was, not that I watch Yo! MTV Raps a lot, but that night I did. And he goes, did you see who was hosting it? I said, yes, it was Biggie. He goes, Biggie got shot last night. He's dead. And that's how I found out that Biggie died. Oh my God! Alf told me on that's the your bus boy going to middle school. Uh, how did you go to school that day? We were both watching Yo MTV raps. How did you make it through school that day? That's your like hero. That was my guy. That's my guy. I know. That's my guy. And uh, were my, you like dis- were you distraught? I didn't really, you know, I was too young and dumb, but uh, I was in like sixth or seventh grade or whenever that happened. But Yeah, no, uh, I, rem- I remember that. I remember the Tupac and Biggie thing vividly. I remember that, Kirk Cobain, and two, like, I remember those three I remember, occurrences. yeah, Kirk, Kirk Cobain when he killed himself. It was yeah. tragic. Killed um, himself. So anyway, anyway, so we are um, Guys Weekend's Friday night. Friday night is kind of chill night. We just kind of drink beer, eat pizza, catch up, play video games, whatever. Like, we go back to, like, 13-year-old self, right? Sounds amazing. Um, it's, it's awesome. Sounds amazing. Um, no kids around, just like us hanging out. Like, again, like we're 20 years old. And so my wife FaceTimes me and my daughter is going to bed. So good night, good night, good night. The whole thing. All right. Good night. And now it's like guys night, right? Every kids yep. are in bed. Yep. Beers, You're free. You're pizza, good. Free. The whole thing. 10 minutes later, I get another FaceTime. It's my wife again. I was like, okay. Maybe Maddie wanted to say good night again. No mm-hmm. problem. Hit it. Amy's like, Maddie just slipped on the hardwood floor and smacked her face against the uh, ground. Uh, check this out. And she shows me her, like, chin, and it is filleted open. Oh. And I was like, oh, no. She's like, we need to go to the emergency room. And I was like. <sighs> Guys, night's oh. over. <laughs> oh. I was like, I felt bad for Maddie, obviously. But there was a little self-loathing in there. It's like. Yeah. Guy, yeah, you wanted over. some pe- you wanted some just, beer and just some pizza. cracking this beer, just having some pizzeria Regina. If you're from Boston, the only the best pizzeria pizzeria Regina's in the North End. Yep. So we got pizzeria Regina from the North End, and um, then I was like, all right, I gotta go to the emergency room. I went to the emergency room, spent three and a half hours in the emergency room. Five stitches later, we're home at two in the morning. How'd she do with the stitches? She was a trooper during yeah. the whole thing, but then. 
when they get to the stitches, like they put like the paper cloths like over. Yeah. And yeah. then like she could feel like the tugging of the stitch going in and out. Mm. And she didn't like that. And she's they wrapped her like a burrito. So she couldn't. Uh, so she couldn't hit them. She yeah. couldn't move. And uh, but leading up to that, two o'clock in the morning. By the way, thank God for cell phones oh, and yeah. YouTube, um, because all she did was watch videos. She watched more movies than you did in that time frame. Yeah, probably. Pro- prob- probably. We, we yeah. watched. Uh, there was something. Anyway. So, but then we. So had my yeah. N- now so I have I, I I slept in Zach's bed last night because he wasn't he was crying he wasn't feeling good had a little bit of a fever. My wife, Rachel, took him to the doctor's today. He's diagnosed with the flu. So I'm like, I'm screwed. I'm definitely yeah, getting the flu. Yeah, you're definitely getting sick. Totally yeah. getting the flu. <clears throat> of yeah, course, like, yeah. we, my wife and I, is, our Christmas present to each other is coming up on Monday where we're going to go out in Boston, go to the North End, as you just mentioned, for some dinner, have a nice night out, and I, I'm I'm just counting down the hours until I just don't feel good and have the flu because <laughs> there's no shot. I mean, I slept in his bed. <laughs> yeah, you're, <laughs> like, you're, you're, you're... I'm I'm done. I'm like, I'm a walking... Influenza at this point. I might just work from home tomorrow so I don't get the rest of my office sick. But yeah, um, yeah. We talked about some negative things here. Can we talk about yeah. something positive? You, we can. A lot of times, you and I, we say like, "Look what this guy did wrong." Yep. That or this gal, look what they did wrong, not what they did right. You had a very good conversation with a listener who's a just a new listener. New listener. Um, uh, just recently, tell us about that. So Sarah Kendall, hi Sarah, I know you're listening, I told you that we would be talking about this tonight because I was so impressed by your demeanor, your attitude, and your answers uh, in terms of coming prepared to speak to me and tell me exactly what you were looking for and exactly what you wanted to do. So Sarah uh, graduated and she took another internship post-grad with a, when she had a full, she had a, this is, we always talk about this, she had a full-time role offer and an internship offer. But the internship offer was more in line with what she wanted to do, and which is cumulations. She told me today, flat out, I'm, I want to work in cumulations, but at the end of the day, my I will run a foundation. I'm going to work in foundations. Like I love giving back. I love the power of sports to do so. This is what I want to do. Like How many times do we talk Go to 20... Go for it, Sarah. Like, how many times do we talk to 22-year-old kids who are like, I just want to work in sports. I'll figure it out. I'll go along. I don't really know what I do. I just want to get my foot in the door. She told me exactly what she wants to do exactly how she was going to do it and is doing things to make it happen. So love it. Love it. Sarah, you're one of my favorite people of all time already. We've never met, never met. So she's, and then she also had the attitude of like, when it's time for me to move, I'll go anywhere I need to go. I understand there's not a lot of money. She asked me questions that were very, very relevant, poignant, actually questions I never get asked. So it was kind of a challenge, which I appreciated. What were some of the questions that they asked that other people can steal? So she, so she asked me, like, how do you approach the situation, obviously, when money does come up in, in terms of a negotiation for salary in your first job? Because really, like, you have no leverage, but you also need to be able to live and pay bills. So, like, how does one handle that? And one, how does one say that in a way that doesn't sound, uh, like, needy or, or, like, ungrateful? And I was like, that's a really good question. Like, because sometimes when you're young or even you feel like the money conversation is awkward, even though it's necessary, right? Like, you all have to, you have to live, you can't yep. do this for free. And I told her, like, look, we all have this conversation. We've all asked for raises. We all have negotiations. But if you do the math and at the end of the day, you physically can't pay your bills and have rent and have any way to live, you can't take that job. And you just have to say that in a very professional manner. Um, she also asked another great question was, 
how do you toe the line by being inquisitive versus annoying while being an intern? And I was like, that's a really good question. I was like, because she goes, I was there and I was asking some other people some questions and they told me, hey, don't worry about that. Uh, Focus on today and we'll worry about later. And I was like, you know what? That kind of, I was like, I would never say it to somebody personally. I'd be like, I'd answer that person's question. So I said, why don't you think about it this way? Why don't you set aside time and ask them for like coffee or lunch to like maybe monthly where you can sit down with your manager and have these discussions versus just randomly walking up to them and asking them questions because she's clearly wants to get better and grow without being kind of uh, a pest. Yeah. And same thing we talked about. I was like, look, you want to be in foundations and you want to be in community relations while you're an intern. The only people you should be reaching out to on LinkedIn right now are folks who do that job currently and networking with them like all day, every day. And I was like, send them a weekly email until they get back to you and meet those people. And that's how you'll get to where you want to be. Uh, so it was a very refreshing, productive, uh, worth my time conversation. Cause sometimes you leave those, you're like, Oh my God, this is, this person's hopeless. I'm <laughs> very, very confident that Sarah will be in the communications department or running a foundation one day. Right. Cause like, to be able to say that at 22 and actually say why, not just like, hey, I like sports. And like, she told me why she wanted to do that. And that is so, I told her she's, she's ahead of 99% of other people. She's like already ahead of the curve. So, Sarah, I'm all in. Keep doing what you're doing. Whatever you need, Rob and I will help you. We will. We will. I'm, we might be even looking for a community relations person if you're looking for an internship. Well, she needs a full-time job. She's already an inter- She's doing her second internship. She now oh, she. I, I don't. I don't have. We don't. We don't have a full time job. Yeah. No. We. We. Well. We, who's got the job now? We'll just fire them and bring Sarah in. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I love. I just got promoted. Our vice president of community relations now, Joe Bradley, used to be a Red Sox guy. Oh, nice! Congratulations, Joe. Congratulations to Joe. Um, can I also say this was a big uh, sports business news weekend? Did you watch any of the XFL? I. You know what? I did. I did too. And I. Was, I, I was at a casino. Um, and, uh, we, we definitely watched some, some of that. So I wasn't planning on it quite, quite frankly. Um, cause I barely watched any NFL this year. I barely, I like, I really had the time to watch it, but I was like, you know, I was flipping through and I saw it and I was like, all right, I'll watch. Um, it was, it was different, entertaining. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see the longevity, right? Cause obviously the same thing happened the last time they had massive ratings and, it kind of dropped off after that, but good for them. I mean, they, I think they averaged three point three million viewers on television. Which I think they were only looking for like seven, or, uh, like eight hundred thousand or nine hundred. I know they they did way better than they thought. They definitely have some cool rule changes compared to the NFL. Now we'll see how it's sustained. Well, our boy Kurt, one of guests of uh, Front Office Features, right? Was one of the original yeah. guests. Yeah, Kurt uh, Kurt Hunziger. He was. Uh, uh, I'm anxious to see their first home game. Um, but yeah, they won their first game and I saw that one of their, um, videos went viral from the locker room that, uh, their quarterback, or I don't, I don't know if it was, I don't know if it's a quarterback, but I don't know. Players were taking Bud Light seltzers and shotgun. I saw that from the, uh, uh, in the locker room. So, um, I'm sure that, cause they, don't they have Bud Light seltzer, uh, logo on, on the back of their helmet? On their helmet, yep. Which you gotta think the NFL will be like, hmm, maybe that's gonna come too. There's definitely a revenue stream there. Uh, 
Yeah, right. But, I mean, the NBA's got the jersey patch. It's it's coming down the road. Like it's MLB's not coming. MLB sleeves coming. You think so? Oh no, I know so. It's coming. Not this year, but likely next year. Ah, they, breaking they, news! I'll put the woo woo. Well, do you remember the London series with the Yankees? I do. And, and they had they on were, the helmet too, right? They had on the helmet and on the sleeve, and that was the test to see what it's worth and what we think we're going to go out to market for. It's not going to be cheap. I'll tell you that much. Um, be the, by the team or by the league or team each team will be able to sell it and then i'm sure it'll be a revenue cut back to the league but each team will have the ability to go out and sell it to be on the red sox will be a billion dollars probably close to that yeah nothing not, yeah. not a not a penny less not a penny less than a billion no negotiating that one there's no there's no negotiating or any emails that's like do you want it or not here here it is this is what it costs um but also the xfl i think one of the cool things they did was they definitely pushed the envelope on the broadcast, right? You got some. I love really... their broadcast. I love the broadcast. Um, do, you, do you have a favorite part of their broadcast? Because I definitely do. So, uh, the talking to the guy in the booth on the replays was that's he's totally using... mine too. Yeah. That's totally mine. I thought he's, that was awesome. He's using an Xbox controller to watch the replays. Did you notice that? He's I did literally not using that. he's usually using an Xbox controller to go back and forth and watch the replay. Awesome. I ju- I just thought it was like instead of having like the guys in the NFL like like oh I think this is what's going on they just went right to the guy and was like why this not is what we're seeing transparency um, that's what fans want they want transparency awesome. it was fantastic it was awesome I thought being up there uh, in the replay was just fantastic it was like took you behind the scenes and no matter. How no matter what you are, you always want to know what went into the decision, right? And of course, that was just awesome to hear. I love. No, I, I love. I that. think. I think they've they got people intrigued. They got people a little hooked with what the what they were doing. This they were doing. I mean, there was literally I don't know, there was guys on the field with cameras. There was different angles. The interviews they, they were yeah, doing. Yeah, they're showing like in the in the scrum. Like there, there was a fumble. They like the guy, a camera guy, went like flying yep. out there. And then they had the the quarterbacks mic'd up where they were talking to their coaches. And I mean, they were you had in the locker room at halftime. You had all access. So I saw I I, I saw and Bob Stoops. You know, I was watching him and he gave like a pep talk at halftime or whatever. There's no different pep talk from like high school to the nope. professional. They're same thing. Nearly all the same. They're all identical. Player, you've got to hear every pep talk of all time, right? Uh, you've it's the same. I don't. Do you even hear it? I think probably at that point you're like, "Yep, got it, coach. All right." Yeah, all right. got it. I want to win too. Thanks. So yeah, no XFL, great start. Uh, definitely off to a better start than the AAF. <laughs> They're not they didn't fold uh, yet. So I, uh, I heard uh, Darren Rovell tweeted that uh, the XFL has already sold more tickets than the AAF. Not surprising, uh, just based on it seemed like it was. They hired a lot more seasoned vets to come in and be team presidents uh, in bigger markets, probably, yeah. I'd say. So, hey, hopefully uh, it works. I, I think the end of the day, competing with the NFL will be not their best move, but more so of a complementary or a minor league system. I think if they can adapt that and be a feeder system for NFL teams, that's probably the best way to survive, right? Like yeah. no different than minor league baseball. Consider me a, a St. Louis Battlehawks fan because of our. Uh, he was like our third guest was Kurt Hunsaker. He was. And, and he it was. was like, I interviewed him maybe like a month into his job. They didn't have a name yet. They didn't have a name. He didn't. He didn't even know the name. That's right. He did not know the name. He did so, not. He did not know the name. Good luck, Kurt, with your first home game. They, there's their home game this weekend. No, there. I think they started two on the road, and then they don't start uh, for a, uh, till the following week. So more time to sell tickets. Little, 
more time to sell tickets. They, I've been noticing uh, the Battlehawks and Kurt are a good follow on Twitter. They just keep announcing new founding partners. All very cool. Good job selling the corporate partnerships. Yeah. Um, another other big news in the sports gambling world, kind of related to XFL, who's definitely embraced sports betting. Barstool. Oh, was huge money. Huge money. Portnoy uh, swimming in it. Uh, bought by Penn Gaming, who is actually a partner of us for our Plain Ridge Park Casino Fenway Concert Series, now owns a big portion of Barstool Sports. And you got to think. I didn't think, realize Penn owned uh, Plain Ridge Park. They do. They do. Um, so they're going to be probably figuring out how to convert all those Barstool demographic folks into eventually a product that they develop to be on Penn Gaming from the sports betting world. So. Another pl- another player coming to the space. Barstool has been in, all in on gambling for a while from a content perspective. They do like their Barstool bet cave and so forth. So uh, definitely an interesting marriage, but um, seems to be endemic to each other. So good luck to them. Yeah, no, that's uh, that Barstool thing is just uh, crazy to me. I mean, Portnoy was literally handing out printed newspapers in the subway. I lived in Brighton when and where Portnoy was driving around in his Astro van dropping off the newspaper that you just mentioned into those free-to-like-take newspaper dispense, whatever you want to call yeah, them, like holders. The plastic bins or whatever. Yeah, I remember seeing him driving around the town doing it, like back early in the 2000s, like yeah. mid two. Unbelievable story. It, it's a, it should be a movie, but what they're doing is uh, is really cool. And then I saw the Ringer Simmons uh, thing. 250. 250 250 to, to um, Spotify, right? How much is someone gonna buy front office features for? Uh, if, if they're going for two fifty, maybe we're worth you know fifty. Three hundred, but three hundred. Yeah, three hundred, three hundred dollars. I like, I like where your, uh, I like where your head's at. I think we're better than Simmons. He's Simmons is a great writer, great writer, great writer. We are podcast uh, professionals here now. Podcast, well, we are Jesus. professionals, right? We did get our first paycheck. We did. We got our first paycheck. We're potentially getting sued. I mean, what else? Did you, I mean, what yeah, else that's right. You that's right. That's right. I feel like we're running the whole gamut. So I think that makes you pretty professional. It makes you pretty professional. Um, I also have news to break. Uh oh. Um, I didn't watch a full episode of The Office, but I watched an eight-minute clip. What was the clip? So uh, it was the. Um, Scott's Tots. Oh, that's the most cringeworthy thing to watch. <laughs> yeah, right. It was unbelievably cringeworthy to watch. Um, but there was, a couple part, the... there was a couple parts that made me laugh out loud. I literally have to skip that episode because really? <laughs> it's not the most cringeworthy episode ever. People will say it is. Like, it's always ranked the hardest one to watch. I mean... For people who most people know, because everyone has seen The Office besides you, do you know exactly. the premise? Do you know the premise of that that episode? Something that he promised third graders, and they're about to graduate, and uh, that he would pay for all their college. Yep. They all made it to to the end, and they're at like the they're senior high about school. About the now. huge celebration, and then he has to go and say that he doesn't have any money to do it. Nope, and he's gonna have offered to buy them like laptop cases, <laughs> <laughs> laptop batteries. He goes, laptop batteries. <laughs> so you now see. Look, you you literally watched. How did this happen? How did this come to fruition? By the way, <laughs> it was in my office. Uh, there was a joke going on, uh, and 
<laughs> and they they uh, Jack Verducci, who's a vice president of corporate partnerships, comes in and is like, "You've got to watch this. This is exactly what we're talking about." And we were talking about Scott's tots. If you've watched that clip, you now he have came to go back. In, he came into my office with the video played on his iPad and hit play. So I was I was trapped. I couldn't escape. You gotta watch the series. Yeah. You no, say that gonna. same thing with what you say. I have to watch always curb. curb. No curb. Curb. I mean, you're a Seinfeld guy. You like Seinfeld. I'm a Seinfeld guy. I love. I love all the. I, I love all of that stuff. All right. Eight minutes of The Office. That's the only. That's the only eight minutes you've ever seen in your life now. This is ridiculous. I think, uh, well, I was. I don't know about that. I mean, I did. I was in an epi- I was in the wrap up thing on. Yeah. The no. DVD. I don't. No. Nope. Nope. We're not, we're you not can going... see me on you can see me on an office uh, DVD. This is this is this is this is a, this. I'm, I why do you, why are you gonna ruin my night? It's nine thirty on a Wednesday night, and I, I was having a good week, and then and then my kid gets the flu. You're talking about we, being at the rap party again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just sold two Green Monster signs. Yeah, but I, I would rather have been at the office rap party. I don't know. That's just me. Really, it would have been. Uh, it was a great time. I've done some Imagine cool if we stuff. We knew each other then, and we were doing it in Pawtucket. And we were doing this. That would be the story for ages. I, I mean, I, I know that we would. This podcast would be over. Um, I've done some cool stuff. That sounds like one of the coolest things I've ever heard. Being at the office rap party. It's one of the I biggest have no shows idea ever. What was going on? It's really one of the biggest shows of all time. Yep. No idea what was going on. Zero. Nope. We had an off, we had a person on our staff cry when they saw the uh, cast. I don't doubt it. People love. I listen to the Office Ladies podcast every Wednesday when they're actually now uh, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey are going back and rewatching the Office and giving you behind the scenes of every episode. I'm listening to that I'm podcast. Sure, for people like you, that's amazing to listen to. Um, Not as good as Front Office features, but I know it's you don't care. Not as good as Front Office features. I know you don't there. care. They can they can aspire to something. Yeah, no, it's not as good as front office features. I, 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 it's we're more natural, I'd say. We have that better, you know, they're best for like we we got better report. Yeah, there you go. Is that and a, and and, and they got better report though. Didn't they like work together for ten years? That doesn't matter. But doesn't... <laughs> I want to know if they got have they might they might have Alabama though. They might have Alabama as listeners. No, uh, don't now. You're gonna ruin my day. We have yep. more people listening to Afghanistan and Japan and South Korea and however many freaking countries that we have. We don't have freaking Alabama. Right back at you, bro. If you want to ruin my night, here's Alabama. <laughs> Let me play ping pong with you. Yeah. One of our, oh, so you should, one of our, uh, one of my colleagues who's in charge of our family bowl game had to go to Alabama last week and has to go back again next week because that's where they yeah, have like awesome. these college football conferences and stuff. So I was like, ooh, that Rob sounds, would not want to go there. That sounds awful. That sounds awful. It is a state that if I never go to, I will never miss. Yeah, no, there's no reason. There's no reason to go to Alabama or Mississippi. I agree. There's nothing. Yeah, nothing. It, I don't. It's similar um, to Connecticut. So, yeah. <laughs> there's no reason to go to Connecticut. There's literally no reason to go to Connecticut. Yeah, like my, if, my wife is going to be upset at you for that. For that, she. Grew I, up I mean, she probably does. She live there anymore? Her parents do, but she does not. She lives in lovely Rhode Island. Rhode Island, plenty of reasons to go to Rhode Island. The Ocean State, buddy. Have you met anyone ever who said I'm about to go vacation in Connecticut? No. No. 
Every other New England no, state, you can make an argument weekend. if there's a reason to go to that state for Canada. a vacation. Nobody has ever been like, yeah, I'm vacation in Connecticut this weekend. <laughs> like, might go oh, visit there's... somebody. Yeah, we vis- uh, I got married in Connecticut on the beach, New London. Right. But did you ever vacation there since? No, visiting family doesn't count as vacation. Right. It's the one New England state. There's, it's literally a drive-through state. You're like, there's not even. Think about how many battles and wars are in the Northeast. Connecticut sucks too because they have left exits, and left exits oh. are the worst. Connecticut's the, Whoever Connecticut thought, like, let sucks. Me, let me merge the slowest people with the fastest people is a moron. It's left exits are the worst designed road thing ever. The Merritt Parkway sucks. Like two yeah. lanes. Tons of traffic. 95 is always under construction. Left left exits. There's nowhere to get off to go get something to eat. It's just... It's just... No, no. no Connecticut. No. There's how many battles and wars in the Northeast? There's not a battle of anything in Connecticut. They're like, you know what? Just keep it. We don't even need it. Just let's, like, let's just go right... We'll just keep on marching. There's nothing there. We'll just nothing keep on marching. There's nothing historical. There's nothing. There's... there's like Fairfield and West, they're all very nice, but you would never be like, "I'm gonna go spend a vacation in Fairfield, Connecticut." You know, I just got an email from the uh, uh, Connecticut Tourism Bureau. They're just gonna sponsor us, and I don't know if they will. Ooh, after this one. Uh, there's no Connecticut Tourism Bureau because that's a, <laughs> that's a front. That is an absolute front because if they have any money or any budget, I don't know what they're doing with it or what they're promoting. Because you don't even see that. You know what? You don't even see like those New York commercials or California. When you ever see Hampshire ones, live free or die. Yeah, there's a reason to go to New Hampshire. There's plenty of mountains and skiing and lakes. Lakes? Nothing in Connecticut. The beach. Yeah, but the, but if you're going to go to the beach, you'd go to the Cape before that. You'd go to Rhode Island. You'd go to Maine. Rhode, you Rhode wouldn't Island. go to Connecticut. Right. All right. Is that how you want to end this podcast? Our, our hate for Connecticut? I mean, how many listeners do we have there? Probably three. Your your wife's parents. <laughs> <laughs> and her friends. Well, I'm sure. Uh, well, on that note. Yeah, why not? You, well, you had a gonna... great week. It's a week of 2020 is the year of Valenti. Front Office Features had a great week. Got a great guest. I have an, a good, great Oh, guest. we can end it with this. We have a, a very interesting interview tomorrow that I'm that I'm doing. My yeah, we second can say, who, who, who are you interviewing tomorrow? Uh, Mark Gress from Prodigy Sports, who Very is cool. managing director uh, down there. Prodigy Sports, for all you folks out there who don't know, is one of the top recruiting agencies in the business for sports business uh, aspiring executives. So I would very highly recommend listening to what Mark has to say to give you all the insight of what you need to do on how to land the job that you're looking for, what to say, what not to say, how to do your resume. Uh I'm interested on this podcast next week because this will be your first interview with someone you don't aren't best friends with since you were six. That's true. That's true. Oh, we'll end on this. This is a crazy. This is crazy. So Brian, yeah, tells me he goes Brian Specia, who was a guest a month ago. Yep, uh, the best friend that you just referenced goes. Hey, um, I talked to a Christian in your office, and I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, he reached out to me after the podcast. I'm like, what? I'm like, so I go to Christian, who's one of our associates. He's a, he's a, one of those in the associate program. I go, I go, Christian. Why the hell would you not tell me <laughs> you're reaching out to Brian if you learned about him through the podcast and you heard 
he's my best friend. You wouldn't let like give me the heads up to like help you talk to him. Like, <laughs> like be like, I can text him right now. Yeah, or like give you just like, hey, this is how you should handle the conversation, or give you some pointers. He's like, oh, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot I was gonna tell you. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, man? <laughs> like, he's like, oh yeah, my bad. I'm like, okay, man. I was like, well, you had a good conversation with Brian though. Like, yeah, Brian was like, great kid, loved him. He's a good kid. I'm like, yeah, I would have loved to have known you guys were talking, but Christian, Christian, be better, man. Be better. I, mean, I know you listen to this, so you're going to hear me say this when we talk to you tomorrow. I hope you hear that. Just be you're gonna better. Have tra- it's going to be awkward in the lunchroom, I think, tomorrow. Communication needs to be uh, – we need an uptick. In com- oh, yeah, we saw – we didn't even talk about that. We could, You were in Fenway. We saw each other at work. We did. You were in our offices. We had lunch. Had lunch. We went to Sweet Green. We had lunch. We had a nice salad together, the whole thing. Had to scarf it because we both had to get on calls and meetings right after that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we saw we, – no pic – we didn't take any pictures or anything, but uh, – it was too quick. I love that. Your offices are great. I always love going up to going up there. It's like the you know you're uh, my sniff at the big leagues. The, it was the it's a nice culture, right? We had a nice little lunch with the young folks. We fit the, right in. The whole crew. It was great. Yeah, loved it. Well, well, come on up whenever you want. I always do. I don't even know if I'm invited, but I just show up and I. They're like, "Why is Rob here again? Why is <laughs> Rob here again? He has nothing to do." But you had a meeting. You had a meeting with Dell's. Uh, Dell's lemonade. lemonade went good. Did you close that shit? Uh, no. We still got a long way to go. On Dell's Lemonade? There's a long way to go on Dell's Lemonade. Yeah, it's like, think about it. They got all the kinds of stuff that they want to sell and who to talk to and how to plug in and, uh, you know, ordering and all that good stuff. We're not They're deter- determining between cherry and watermelon, which, which what flavor they want to sell at Polar yeah, Park. just got to go with the regular Dell's Lemonade. Dell's Lemonade yeah. is great. Oh, it is. It's fantastic. We have it at Fenway Park. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. All right, buddy. Right. I that think we just rambled through. The, the Taste of Dell's Lemonade in my head. I mean, oh, spring training started. Dell's Lemonade. Summer's coming. Spring training started today. Winter is almost over. We're, we're, we're in the finish line. It's in our sights. Uh, Here think, we go. I think, I think we just need to end this thing now. Yeah, we think so. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.